Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast, everybody. Bobby Blanco here from the Mass and Newsroom. We are, of course, brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. Of course, we're all excited about the news that baseball is back. Uh, pitchers and catchers will be reporting to their home ballparks about a week from today. Um, so be sure to check out MassandSports.com for all that coverage. Before we get to that, though, I was able to catch up with the Nationals first-round draft pick, Kate Cavalli. Back on the Mass and All Access podcast with a very special guest, the 2020 Nationals first-round pick, Cade Cavalli from the University of Oklahoma. Cade, thanks so much for joining. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. First of all, congratulations, of course, being drafted in the first round and then signing with the Nationals. Um, can you take us through like the whole draft process this year? Obviously, it was a shortened season. Um, you're not playing your full collegiate season, and you go drafted by the defending World Series champions um, and how you've been staying in touch with the team ever since then. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, you know, draft night was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, the shortened season, you know, they didn't get a full look at us. And it's actually crazy. Um, the, the Nats, I hadn't uh, talked to them as much as I had talked to the other teams. Um, I just – I don't think they expected me to um, be there. And I'm blessed that I was there because I get to go be a part of the best organization out there. Um, I really do. I believe it was God put me in a great place to be with the Nats. Um, and then we've been um, just having phone calls. I've been getting to meet everyone that's part of the staff and um, with, with the Nats organization and, you know, over email and phone calls right now. And I think that we're going to start up Zoom calls here in a little bit, hopefully. But, you know, baseball's back, so um, they got to focus on that right now. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Wherever they're going to send me, they'll send me. And whatever role I, I'm, uh, they want me to play, I'll play. So, I'm excited. Um, it's been a really fun process for me, and I'm just blessed to be in this position. Yeah, of course, like you mentioned, the breaking news coming last night that baseball is back. Do you have any sense of what the Nationals have told you about how you're going to approach this season, or do you have a, um, a mindset of your own of how you're going to go about? We're not quite sure how the minor league season is going to play out this year, uh, but do you have any sense of how you're going to approach the rest of 2020 to prepare for 2021? Yeah, I mean, it's just part of me and it's who I am. I'm going to keep getting to work. Um, ever since quarantine ended, I've thrown probably 20, 20 something simulated innings and, um, I'm going to keep staying in my routine. I'm a, I'm ready. So wherever they call me to be, um, that's where I'll be and whatever role they want me to play, that's the role I'm going to play. Um, but I, I don't have any direction right now. Um, we're going to get a plan together very soon. Um, a throwing program, a lifting program, so I'm looking forward to getting that and, you know, getting that plan and going to execute it. Um, but right now I'm not sure where I'll be, but hopefully um, at the complex somewhere or, you know, doing something around that and uh, just getting, getting to be around the organization a little bit and getting better with them. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and so you do expect to be sent somewhere. You're not going to just be staying at home working out. You expect to be going to a complex with your teammates? 
Uh, I think that'd be best case scenario, but you know, we're, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, so I might be at home, but good news is I have all the resources here in Bixby, Oklahoma to get better. So, um, it won't be a problem if I'm at home, but you know, I would I would really like to be around the organization, go see the complex and um, all that stuff. But you know, if I have to stay at home, I have to stay at home. Yeah, yeah, totally understandable. Now, coming out of Oklahoma, you were actually a two way player, but of course, drafted as a pitcher. We'll get to your bat in a minute, but you know, this college uh, draft class was touted as one of the best pitching classes that we've seen in a while. Is there any sense of pride that you take in being a first round pick in this draft class, specifically as a pitcher? I do. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a very deep class. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, just being a two way, um, I, it made me pretty new to pitching. Um, I only, I only pitched really and focused on that for two years. And, um, I just feel like I have a really high ceiling. Um, I haven't reached it yet and it's gonna be a fun ride, but, uh, it's for sure. I mean, I'm blessed to be able to be in the first round, um, especially to an organization like this. It fires me up, but um, yeah, I mean, I it, it felt good to go in the first round, obviously, but um, and being a two way and being new to pitching, it was it was really cool for me. Yeah, I'm sure it's really special, especially like you said, being two way and then being pitching being new to you, being drafted. Um, can you kind of take us through your arsenal? I think I read somewhere you have a, a spike curveball. What exactly does that mean? And what are some of the other like out pitches or pitches you like to use to attack hitters from the mound? Yeah, so I throw five pitches. I have a four-seam fastball, a two-seam fastball, like I said, a spike curveball, a changeup, and a slider. And what a spike curveball is, it's a traditional curveball grip, and you just kind of put your knuckle up. So it, you're like – it's kind of considered a knuckle curve or a spike curveball. So that's what I throw. Um, that That is one of my out pitches. Um, I love that too, a right-hander. And um, – back foot to a lefty and then to a left-hander. I really like my change up a lot, but I'd have to say my favorite pitch is my fastball. Um, you know, if you can go establish that early and pitch off of that, um, it can be a very uncomfortable AB for some hitters. You know, I was on the, I, I hit and I, I know what, I know what makes you uncomfortable, what makes hitters uncomfortable. So that's, I, I'm thankful I can put myself in the box whenever I'm pitching and know, know what know what's uncomfortable and what's comfortable and um i try to make the hitters as uncomfortable as possible so yeah that was actually be my next question do you have that since you were to a player and you didn't start pitching until just recently uh do you have that mindset as a hitter and you kind of take that on the mound and can put yourself in their shoes and know how you would not want to be pitched and then attack them that way is that kind of how your mindset works yeah that's for sure part of uh, how i pitch um thankfully i like i said i got to be in that side and I, I've I've seen some pitchers that have similar stuff to me, and I know what made me uncomfortable whenever I was facing people with similar stuff. So I'm gonna go attack the hitter like that. And um, you know, I, I have scouting reports on almost every single guy. Um, I usually have a plan going into every week, so I get that plan. I try to go execute it and get some outs. Yeah, absolutely. And um, of course, the Nationals have a, a great track record of of. Uh, producing top pitching talent throughout their system. Of course, Steven Strasburg, the reigning World Series MVP. Uh, do you take a sense of pride or are you excited to join an organization like the Nationals who uh, put starting pitching at the four months of their priorities? Yeah, and that, that hypes me up a lot. Um, you know, it was crazy. So I got drafted and 
my dad, he, he, he was in baseball for a while and we know a lot of people within baseball and every single one of them are texting me and him like, Hey, there's no better fit for Cade. Like they're starting pitching development and all that, that came with the pitching side. They're like, it's, it's just top notch. It's the best, best in the league. So it hyped me up and I knew that I, I fell into the best, best hands possible to be, become a starting pitcher and get better in that area. So I'm, I'm crazy excited and I take a lot of pride in that. And um, I just want to go get better with them. Yeah. And then also looking back to last season as a starting pitcher and a relatively new starting pitcher, uh, what's your thought process when you are sitting and watching the World Series and you're seeing the starting staff carry a team to a championship like the Nationals did last year? Uh, is that something that you kind of envision yourself doing or you're like, that's where I want to be, uh, a team that values pitching like that? I mean, being in a World Series is 100% what I envision. Right. Um, I want the ball in my hands. That's just how I am. Um, competing in that environment, it, it would be awesome. But I think – a lot of starting pitchers, um, they got to take that mindset of, hey, it's a game seven of a World Series and every start they go into so that whenever you do get in that environment, you know, it's you feel very comfortable. And um, that that's how I, I envision myself. I visualize it all the time whenever I'm working um, within my bullpen sessions, you know. Um, but now it, it was really cool to watch a team like the Nats last year. And that that staff they have is legit incredible. Um so I'm, I'm really excited to hopefully be around those guys one day and pick all their minds and, um, you know, just grow and develop with them. And, I mean, I, it's the best staff you can go learn from. So it, it excites me a lot. And now to the plate side of your game, uh, you hit 319 as a sophomore at Oklahoma. Is that something you like keeping in your back pocket, your ability to hit? And we don't know what the future holds for the designated hitter. Um, obviously, it's going to be universally implied here in, in 2020, but – the National League could go back to letting pitchers hit in the future. Is that do you kind of hope you get drafted by a National League team on draft night because of your ability to hit? Yeah, I, I was for sure hoping that in the background. Um, but I, really, I was just looking for an opportunity to keep playing professional baseball right. or go play professional baseball. But you know, I love hitting. Um, it's something I grew up doing, and uh, yeah, my sophomore year I had a lot of success, and. Um, Going into my junior year, I just wanted to focus on pitching because I feel like that's what I want to do with my career, and that's the route I took. But, you know, I, I was taking um, BP in the indoor here and there, hitting off tee a little bit, just keep my uh, swing fresh just in case they needed me. But, you know, it would be really cool if, uh, if they, they get rid of the DH <laughs> so the pitchers can keep hitting. I think that's a fun part of the game. Um, but, yeah, it, it was really cool whenever – a National League team took me. That was for sure in the back of my mind. Yeah, here in D.C., we know that the uh, national starting pitchers really take pride in their hitting ability, especially the likes of Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg, who like to take aggressive at-bats even just in a normal day. So you'll fit right in with that group. Um, moving on back, uh, you actually had a teammate who was also drafted by the Nationals uh, just two weeks ago, Brady Lindsay, a catcher, fourth-round pick for the Nationals. Um he mentioned in his conference call with reporters that he didn't catch you too often at Oklahoma, uh, but he has said that he, he did say that he has worked with you. Uh, what's it like having a teammate drafted by the same organization, uh, and not just a teammate, but like a battery mate, a catcher, uh, to go along with your pitching? It's awesome. Whenever I heard his name called, I mean, I got I got so hyped. I was like, you know, it's gonna be really cool having a fellow sooner around. And then also, Jake Irvin was drafted my freshman year. He was our Friday guy that year. And he's with the Nationals. So 
us three, you know, a lot of Sooners up there at the complex and within the organization. It's really cool. Um, you know, we're, we're brothers, so it's awesome to have someone like that. And um, for sure, someone to go there with me, it'll, it'll be awesome. And Brady also mentioned that um, you sometimes, if not more often than not, called your own games on your nights to pitch. Um, can you kind of take us through that? Because that's not something that we often see in college baseball. Only like the really great programs, obviously Oklahoma being one of them, um, allow their catchers and pitchers to call their own games. Uh, is that something you're already comfortable with? Is that an advantage you think you're taking into your professional career? Can you just take us through how you've gone about doing that? Yeah, it was um... – it was really cool for me to be able to call my own games. Um, but it wasn't just me, you know, it was my catcher. We would, we would develop a plan midweek before we had our opponent and, um, we would try to go execute that plan. There was a lot of video work and study that went into it and skip, skip Johnson. Um, he just put full trust in, uh, the catcher and I, and he knew that I had a good feel for the game. Our catcher had a really good feel for the game been around it. I, I'm actually an ex-catcher. I grew up catching and playing shortstop, called my own games all the time. So um, I have a really good feel for pitch sequencing and what I want to do uh, with a hitter. Um, so I always have a plan going into it. So Skip, knowing that, he, he trusted me and the catcher to um, go call our own games. But I, I was grateful that he – because he hadn't done it in a long time. He hadn't let anyone. So it was pretty cool for him to let me yeah. do that me. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it takes a great skill, of course. We don't see a lot in college uh, baseball that uh, we see pitchers and catchers call their own games. So that definitely gives you a leg up. Um, all right, so no, a little more of a fun question as we close out. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, the big news that came out when you got drafted is that you have been cutting your teammates' hairs and sort of grew a small business uh, at the University of Oklahoma by cutting people's hairs. Where did that come from, man? And, and how did you like kind of expand that and become like a campus-wide phenomenon of giving haircuts? Yeah, it was it was crazy how it happened. Um, I was just sitting there one day watching my barber, and in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I think I could do that. And uh, one of our freshmen, Wyatt Olds, who um, he's he'll be a big part of the team this year, and he he's been an impact since his freshman year. Um, but he, he trusted me. I told him I'd cut hair before, and which was kind of a lie. I mean, I'd, I'd done buzz cuts when I was like 10 and 11 on myself, So, but that's really easy. So I tried to give him a fade. He trusted me, and it turned out pretty bad. And um, it, was, it was a really funny story. He got in his car, went straight to a barbershop to get it fixed. Um, we actually did like a huge story on it the other day and listened to him talk about it and hear his side of the story. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, but then someone else trusted me and I actually gave a decent haircut and then I had a couple more guys from the team come and, um, it just kind of blew up and the whole, it's called calves cuts. Um, it, it just kind of blew up. I got a little Instagram and, um, I ended up having pretty much the entire team come. And then I got around 10 to 15 people that were just random, just students on campus. They heard about it through people. They started coming to me and I got here in Tulsa and my parents, uh, friends are bringing their kids in. So just getting haircuts. Um, but no, it's, it's a fun little hobby that I do. Um, I, I it, it was very unexpected. I just didn't expect it to become this and hearing all these stories 
even on draft night, I was just getting asked about my haircut. So it's pretty funny. Um, but it, it's, it's a cool thing that, that I, I, I enjoy doing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty funny, uh, do you have your own like set of clippers and everything? Do you have your own, utel- or do you borrowing? I, I did. I, I invested in some clippers. They're I got, expensive. They are. Yeah. They, <laughs> I got some cordless ones. Um, so it, I, I, I paid a pretty penny for those. Yeah. And then I, scissors and got all the guards my sister gave me a cape that says cows cuts on it for my birthday um my buddy jake terry actually built me a barber box out of wood so i can put all my stuff in there and like travel around with it so i I got a whole little setup so it's been nice that's great well i don't know if you can tell but i have not got a haircut during quarantine yet so maybe uh next spring or whenever we meet in person we'll do another podcast and you can show people your skills and give me a haircut on on camera That would be cool. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, we should do that. All right, sounds good. Nationals first round pick, Cade Cavalli of the University of Oklahoma. Give him a follow on Twitter at Cade Cavalli. Uh, Cade, so much. Thank, congratulations first off, and uh, thanks so much again for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. This was awesome. Thank you. Thanks again to Kate Cavalli for joining me, and uh, I'm sure he's a welcome addition to the Nationals organization. Seems like a great addition both at the mound and on the, at the plate. Uh, that's going to do it for the Masson All Access podcast this week. Be sure to catch out more Nationals coverage on MassonSports.com and on the Masson Nationals uh, social media feeds, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. And be sure to follow the Masson All Access podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And uh, we are brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. Thanks again to Cade. Thanks again to Paul Mancano and Hannah Broder behind the scenes. We'll see you later.